All right, welcome back to my friend's podcast, episode six. Okay, hang on, do that again. Someone's going on. Why the fuck would you start like that? Noob's got it in his scarf. What? Well, no, I don't think it was mine. It's buried in his belly hair. <laughs> Rex is using his phone. He's being fucked. So is Wyatt. Nah, yours is just different. Fuck you. Scarf. <laughs> Scarf. He <laughs> doesn't actually look fucked. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, don't I mean, it's not Doesn't matter what I think, buddy. Noom doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Zach. Come. Okay. okay. Well, chill. Welcome back to episode six of the College Friends podcast. We got another good one for you today. We also got some golf talk. We got some uh, retro jersey talk and whatever else we uh, end up getting into. Um, before we get started, I'd just like to say our thoughts and prayers are with a good friend of mine, Jeremy Poole. He's uh, going through a rough time right now, but we know he's going to fight through it and going to get through this little situation that he's in. Um, so, yeah, just keep him in your thoughts, and, and uh, we know he's going to keep fighting. Um, yeah, so right away, this is Monday after the Masters right now, which obviously it's November. Usually we're talking about that in April, but uh, it was pretty cool to see. I found the course was in pretty similar shape to the way it is in April, which, you know, obviously the weather in Georgia is different than what we would be used to. So I was probably just being dumb there. But, but what did you guys think of the weekend overall and, uh, and with DJ winning and everything? Quick, quick hot take before we get into the Masters. Um, I actually think uh, November is a better time than April for the Masters. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to agree, but the way that I was playing and, you know, the, the views, I thought it was beautiful. I think, <clears throat> I think I agree with you that it was beautiful. I think that it just lines up better with the PGA schedule because the Masters is a big part of the FedEx Cup and the race to the PGA Championship. So you know, just for that reason, that's why they do it not in November usually. Okay, but, okay. But I think it's pretty. <clears throat> it's very pretty. <laughs> it's very pretty. Yeah, that was my first time ever watching the Masters. Um, so it was cool, like, seeing what that course even looks like. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm in my Masters right now, too, so I can kind of relate to what they're doing. Like, I'm in my sports management Masters. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so, I, like, I, when I see DJ winning, I kind of, like, get emotional because I see, like, that's going to be me next May when I'm graduating. <laughs> You're in your green jacket from uh, President Shirley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Noom, so you're the – so, for all the listeners, uh, Noom's the biggest golfer of the group by far. He um, – What do you mean by say he gets out as much as he, I mean, <laughs> one would just say he gets out as much as he can. Um, yeah, he can he, – He's a self-proclaimed scratch golfer, um, but no, you know, plus no, 10 no. Plus, plus ten handicap in Cape Breton for whatever reason, not, not sure. But uh, Noom, what was your takeaway from the weekend? First of all, I just want to say I've never called myself a scratch handicap golfer. Three at best, only at your home course, though. Hey, no, I. Well, I've never, bro- I've never broken even. The handicaps are around a three in Miramichi, as Rex mentioned. Highland Links and Cape Breton humbled me pretty good, but my um, takeaway from the weekend, I 
I predicted Justin Thomas to win. Um, started off good, kind of fell apart at the end. D- watching DJ was unbelievable. Like he was dominant the entire time. Um, one of the biggest things is that he not only won, but he has the best record ever for the Masters. Like nobody's. I think eight minus eighteen was the record before, and he finished at minus twenty. <clears throat> so that was that was pretty cool to see. And then. Yeah, One that's other, pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 20 under is supposed to be pretty good. <laughs> One other thing that uh, stood out to me was the, the guy that finished in second, um, Cameron Smith, I believe, right? Yeah. He, he's the only guy in Masters history to have all four rounds under 70. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, any other year he would have won probably. Do you think that like those scores are lower with because there was no fans? Like there was less yeah, no, pressure no. and less nerves? Or yeah, yeah, that's what I was just supposed to say. No, no patrons. Like makes a, I guarantee that makes a big difference when you got that big of a lead. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no, pa- no patrons. <laughs> what does that mean? That's what the that's what the announcer said every time. <laughs> the, the, well, you never I heard them say that. Patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is like oh patrons patrons what yes, did you think yes. he said <laughs> I thought he said pa- patrons oh like, my lord like, no why 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 it hurt me right away and was normal wish you guys were normal yeah we're not normal I'm trying well one other thing that they kept talking about and especially on the stream that I was watching the amen corner like 10 11 12 and 13 that's usually like where there's been a lot of leaders who have fallen apart there. And then without having any fans completely changes that because there's no pressure. Like there's not everyone watching. Like that's where Spieth fell apart that one year and Rory. Um, so DJ, when he was going into the last, the back nine on Sunday, didn't really have that added pressure with all the fans. I mean, he's really a guy that doesn't seem to feel the pressure or get nervous anyway, but you know, it just kind of, he didn't have that added pressure for him. <laughs> There were so many big moments, though. Like even on the um, on Sunday, on I, I think it was on the front nine, he hit one into the bunker. Was he um was he golfing with um that guy from Spain? Was it or the Me- uh, from Mexico? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Was, was Abraham it? answer. Oh, answer. Yeah, 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 answer, yeah, answer. Yeah. So um, DJ hit one into the bunker, and like you know, he he was he was shooting hitting out of the bunker for par. And I he, did he end up bogey in the hole? I, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, but, he, but it was so casual, and I feel like if there's, like, a tons of fans there, like, it makes a big difference when, you know, you have a four-stroke lead and every stroke counts like that. But with, without any fans, like, he just kept his cool, and I know he's a pretty evil, even keel guy anyway, but I don't know. It was just impressive, impressive to watch. Well, I think on top of that, too, there were some shots that, like, one of the par fives in particular that a couple of guys just absolutely flew the green, and, like, there would definitely have been a grandstand that was there that instead of, like, having to yeah. play up against the grandstand or something, it's just, like, any old course in Sask that you can <laughs> – right? No trees around <laughs> you or anything. That's That's good. Good. I, like, I feel like there's a few trees. I didn't think about that at all. <laughs> the Sask courses are, like, pretty tough, though. Like we were saying, what was it in the, in the group chat one time with when there's no backdrop? Like, it's kind of hard. Like, that'd be, I mean, yeah, yeah. a basketball hoop without a backboard. Like, good luck. It all looks the same. Yeah. I mean. Like, you, got, you see water, no. you see bunkers, you see trees. You're like, okay, I don't hit it there. You're just going yeah. to nothing. You're like. I mean, I just, I, 
I just imagine you guys golfing in uh, Sask, and it's just a big open field with nine holes in a row, just 500 yards from each other, and then you just loop around and do it again. That's what I imagine you're your – Well, yeah, it's here. actually – it's one tee box for nine holes, and you just kind of, like, hit in, the, in a circle, like, yeah. go back to the – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy, that was a long laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. I thought it was kind of fun. Hey, one more thing. Uh, one more thing on DJ, other than his hot wife, was uh, that his brother was caddying for him. So that was pretty cool. He got kind of emotional at the end of the round, and that was kind of cool to see something you don't see very often. Definitely. I think it would be it would be fun. It would add an interesting twist. If like, and I'm sure those guys would be fine by themselves, but instead of their caddy being like someone they trust, if it's just like you pull someone off the street, kind of like in Happy Gilmore that literally knows nothing <laughs> about golf. And it's like, you got to take whatever club they give you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we got a yeah left to right breaker here. <laughs> Noom, um, being such a big Bryson hater. Um, I'm not a hater. Were you happy to see... Were you happy to see – like, I just know that you've said that he, you don't like the way he golfs. Um, you don't think it's the right way to golf. Not, not something – not the way you golf anyway is what you kind of said. Um, like, were you happy to see him with all those double bogeys on the first day? Well, you set me up for getting some real hate at the end of this episode. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't – like, I understand, like, the science behind it's cool and everything, like – fucking swinging as hard as you can and all that stuff but like i don't know i just like watching guys like justin thomas and dj like who are just kind of smooth rely on their normal swing kind of play the game the way it's always been played back in scotland in the old days <laughs> Noom, if you had any uh tips to give to bryson for his next turn, <laughs> what would you tell him? no oh, okay no i like yeah, honestly yeah i did find some joy of watching him <laughs> send some balls 100 yards left but you know i don't think they should go back to the wooden three woods and stuff nice the way (laughs) golf is played i I don't find it fun to watch as a lot of people do so noom hates bat flips (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding no i I do know i do know what you mean noom but in saying that you also got to think would he be as good as he is if he didn't play that such an aggressive style like could he even be a pj tour guy if he yeah he was well he was he was the top u.s amateur i mean yeah there's no like he won the u.s open obviously a couple like last month there's no maybe he wouldn't have been as good if he didn't change like obviously it's it's been working for him i'm just saying i don't find it as fun to watch um on tv anyway him as a smooth golfer yeah which I mean, I feel like he has such a higher ceiling and such a lower floor being this type of golfer. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Obviously he would know that. I think, you know, yeah. Some of the shots that he's hit, like he's going to have big misses, but he's also going to drive some par fours probably, you know, he's a really good putter, which, you know, people forget about like on, on the other side though, it's cool to have guys that play different styles. I just, prefer watching the the you know the other way 
going back to there being no no patrons at this year's <laughs> Masters. If we were to play in an event like that, how many strokes do you think that would add just having a massive gallery watching each and every shot? Man, I would be terrible playing in front of fans. This year, played in the old men's club championship, Miramichi Golf and Country Club. There was maybe 20 people watching me tee off the first hole, and I was, like, shaking. I was so nervous. <laughs> like, I, honest to God, I was, like, I remember, like, getting to the course and that was the most nervous I've been for like a sporting event in a while. It was ridiculous. And then I find, I find it even nerve wracking when I'm teeing off at the, for, at like the first hole and uh, our first tee box. And there's a group of four behind us waiting. I'm just yeah. so nervous. Like, <laughs> even any hole that like someone's like played up behind you and they're watching you tee off. It's like, Oh man. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like, yeah, it's like please to... get past the ladies. Hey, no, that's like, dirty, dirty at Cirrus Valley. Uh, about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, like tell them about that one. Well, it's just dangerous for some people. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll <laughs> tell the story quick. So we were uh, we were out, me, Jordy, uh, Greener, former member of the pod, and uh, Cameron Deasy. We were out uh, for a round of golf here in Minot about a month ago. We were on, I think we were on the back nine, maybe hole 13. Yeah. We're on a part three. And uh, <laughs> so about 30 yards left uh, of the green. Twenty four, yeah, maybe forty yards. <laughs> uh, there was a tee box for. It wasn't the next hole, but it was one of the one of the next few. And uh, Jordy tees off, and uh, it starts. It starts off pretty decent, but it, it it starts hooking hard directly at the guy who's like sitting in his car waiting to tee off the next hole. And it's real windy that day, so. I, I was yelling four, but I, there's no way he could hear me. And it bounces off the cart path and hits inside of his cart. And he, like, jumps, like, is, like, so scared. <laughs> it was actually so scary watching it because it was going right for him. Yeah. And, like, he didn't even know where it came from because it was such a bad shot that he, like, didn't expect <laughs> it to be us. Yeah, it was. It was. Just, just put your head down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, those are kind of the best ones. Like, he hit such a bad shot that, like, not even the guy that it's going for, he doesn't even know where it's coming from. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you just like pretend that it wasn't you, so you have to like do a fake laugh and like pretend you're talking to somebody or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just. <laughs> no, I was very worried and I felt pretty bad. Yeah, we ended up waiting until he just drove by, and, then and I went didn't Greener ball. didn't Greener follow up with a good one too? Yeah, so oh. that same hole, literally the same hole, Greener left his tee shot short, I think, and then he was uh, – I think he was, like, in the fairway, and he was trying to do a huge flop, like, 20 yards from the green, and absolutely skulls it, like, completely past the green and, like, almost kills a kid. Okay, I remember seeing his dad or, like, his uncle, whoever he was with, yeah. like, run to him and, like, hug yeah. and cover him, like, <laughs> give up his own body to protect him. I was like, yeah, I thought like I was watching a freaking superhero movie or something. It was yeah. actually fun. So, pretty tough round for the boys. But they, they, were beauties, they were beauties about it, though. But yeah, Like was, Nick Jalmerson blocking shots, hey? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you, uh, were you a scratch golfer in North Dakota, Noom, or? No, I didn't perform very well in my – my two rounds here in North Dakota. What does scratch golf oh. mean? Like God power. Oh. Um, kind of, kind of fishy. How you're only good in like, New Brunswick. I'll say 
I'm good when I play a lot. He's good on the putt putt courses. So, so you're so you're good when you play the same course over and over and over again. If there's yeah. less than twenty people watching. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, honest. That is not too hot out. <laughs> yeah. That uh that course memory sheet is pretty beautiful though, but definitely the easiest course I've ever played. I loved it though. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, um, you haven't played that wide a variety of courses, Rex. Like, I, I well, I, yeah, oh. I mean, it probably is the easiest you've played, but, you know, Cape Breton doesn't have many easy ones. So, and the ones in PEI that you played weren't hard, or weren't easy. It's next summer, guess. next summer, the boys will have a match play at uh, Miramichi Golf and Country Club, and we'll, we'll maybe we'll live we'll stream a, it. <laughs> we'll do a home and away next year, Noom. Yeah, do a home and home. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. But, like, I'm playing out of 15 handicap, and you're playing out of scratch, and then whoever wins. Okay, I'm not a scratch. I'll play it. Yeah, I'll play it at three. You can play it at 15. All right. Sam Baker. All right. Is that, uh, is that all we got for golf talk today? You want to touch on the Blazers? Yeah, I mean, definitely no? delve into it. No. The, um, I'm actually putting up – I'm thinking I'm going to put up the blades for sale and buy, um, buy some Callaway uh, normal irons. Normal ones, yep. Normal ones. <laughs> good irons. <laughs> not, some not blades. You need some game improvements, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe these wedges that I got at the end of the season will make, help me take the next step next year. Or the – it's just a hard – just such a hard sport. I, and I haven't made it easier for myself. Man, I was looking at uh, some wedges that Shields the other day here in Minot. They have some, they have some nice uh, Titleist Vokey ones or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I got the Vokeys. You know, they, they wouldn't really fit in a suitcase, so I kind of had to turn it down. But you, you, you turned down Shields? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to give them to the <laughs> <laughs> They heard about the podcast. They had to do something. <laughs> All right. Um, fresh out of my mind is the release of the – Is it, they call them reverse retro throwbacks, NHL jerseys. Is that what they're calling them? They yep. Yeah. Um, so have you guys seen them all? And what are some of your favorites and some of your least favorites? I think the Red Wings ones just look like practice jerseys. Like they look like the white line. You know what I mean? When you get different yeah. colors. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just all I can say about the jerseys is I really don't like the Red Wings ones. But maybe they're, like, onto something. Maybe they look at their squad and they're like, we don't want to waste sick jerseys on this team. So let's go <laughs> yeah. with all whites and yeah. like rebuild. And then by the time we're good again, then we'll get going with the sick jersey. Save a good jersey for a good team. Yeah. Uh, the one I, I think Las Vegas Golden Knights from their onset, but like every jersey they've released has been, been pretty sick. But I thought this one was, I don't know, subpar. I think – in my books, I rank that one probably worst in the league of all of the jerseys that were released. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Didn't like the Jets one. No, the Jets one's gross. Oh, my God. Honestly, I didn't see them. Okay, well. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's well rehearsed for what we we're going to talk about. <laughs> you didn't see any of them? No. What were you doing today? Must have been working awful hard. I didn't even know that. Like, yeah, I was working. I didn't. I didn't check Twitter once today. You're breaking down the OKC trade. How did you find out about that one? 
because people send me screenshots in group chats. <laughs> okay, well. No, he'll only look at it if it gets sent to him. Yeah. Okay. He has his assistant show him relevant stuff from the day. <laughs> it didn't make the cut. You didn't even well, see the Leafs one, Rex? No, Alexa didn't even update me on when I got home either. Okay, well. Oh, Noom, do you like the Habs ones, the blue? I think they're nice. See, I really do like them. Uh, I think it's something that Habs fans have wanted for a long time, so I'm glad they finally did it. A Stanley Cup? No, we had a couple of them. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let, let, let me go get my let me go get my live reaction here. I'm going to go find right. the deep well, spot on I'll, Twitter. I'll, I'll get mine first, Lorex, if that's okay. I'll keep talking. Um, uh, yeah, the blue – I really like the blue ones, but the biggest thing that I first thought of when I seen it was I realized how much I like our red jerseys because mm-hmm. – Okay, what was that about? What was that sound? <laughs> I, think, I think Rex farted. <laughs> Well, he's on the on the trumpets. Anyway, yeah, the I'm, happy, I'm happy with oh. the blue the blue Habs ones. Uh, I really like Buffalo's. I really like the Avalanche. Detroit, Winnipeg, Vegas were terrible. Uh, what other jerseys? Um, Do you like the Ducks ones? I think they're kind of cool, but like you said earlier, Wyatt, they're like a cartoon, like a cartoon. I don't. I, don't yeah. like, I think they could have done something a lot better. Oh, I I love the Coyotes one. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Yeah. But some of them, it's like a fresh take, but but you still haven't won a cup since 67, so. <laughs> okay, one thing about the Leafs jersey is really weird. There must be a reason behind it. Uh, the N in Toronto is lowercase, and the rest of the letters are uppercase. Really? Yeah, if you look at it closely, I've seen a tweet about it earlier. Weird. Yeah. Must they didn't have the font for the uh, uppercase letter. Yeah, they couldn't afford it. Just an initial reaction. Love the Coyotes one. Absolutely love the Avalanche one as well. And I actually do like the New, um, New Jersey one with the green. New Jersey. I like New Jersey. I like I like Calgary's. Um, I don't like Vancouver. Like I understand what they tried to do with it, but I don't think the design ended up very very good. I think I think Vancouver should have done like an all green one. Or they do that like black and and like red or red yellow. You know. They could have done, done that one with the flying V or whatever they call it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, this one was, like, too many uh, too many jerseys they tried to combine. Like, they had the the dark navy blue, the Todd Bertuzzi jersey going with, like, the <laughs> throwback green one. And, uh, I don't know, it was just too much. It was like, which one am I looking at? Yeah. Also, I like, I like Edmonton's, but I would have liked to have seen them bring back the oil drip. The Smitty. Yeah. Oh, how about Calgary? I like theirs. That was sweet. Yeah. I like theirs, yeah. Yeah. Bring back the Smitty, the Jofa stick, and the Jofa bucket, hey? Yeah. yeah I love the Jofa buckets. I don't, I don't know if they've said, but I wonder how often they're going to wear them this year. I don't know. You know what would be interesting? We've talked about this, too. They're doing all these retro throwback jerseys. If for a, for a game they did a throwback equipment, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be something, right? You put them all in skates from the 1940s and oh, where yeah. they're, they're sharpen, sharpening them on the pavement out in the parking lot before the game and, like, let them go at it. Yeah, yeah the goalies with no helmet on just make <laughs> Yeah. Huh? I'd like to get back to the fake slap shots at the blue line and skate straight. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then put it, tuck it in. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. going to say Gretzky's records would be appreciated even more. <laughs> when, they're, when they're skating on butter knives. Noom, are you drinking from a Leafs cup right now? Uh, <laughs> he is! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's fishy. <laughs> I was hoping you guys. Oh, my Lord. Steve <laughs> Kim will move on, whatever. Joe, Joe, Joe Thornton will be drinking from a cup soon, too. <laughs> he wouldn't even be able to lift a cup if you guys won. Okay. Big strapping boy. Oh, oh one thing that I wanted to say that. when we were talking about Jumbo Joe a couple episodes ago. No, okay, um, we're not going back to the Jumbo Joe conversation. No, this is a different one. This is funny. Um, well, maybe funny. Uh, Spencer, yeah. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about contracts and like guys having it in their contract that they don't travel more than five hours? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was part of Jumbo Joe's too. I don't think he travels well. <laughs> that definitely be, I don't think he'd be cut out for the NSIC riding on the bus for those trips. Is that an insider scoop you have? <laughs> he definitely he doesn't travel well. <laughs> yeah. He'd be getting his own. He'd be getting his own rel like somebody after the heat stroke. <laughs> uh, uh, something else that I thought of. I was listening to my boy Elliot Friedman's podcast the other day, and uh, apparently, like the NHL All Canadian Division is like almost a guarantee to happen. Perfect. And he said uh, he was saying that they hope to start January first. Um, but they could be moved to as late as February 15th, I think, which would be terrible. Okay, well, there's yeah. no – aren't they talking about a shortened uh, season too? 72 yeah. games at, at most? Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I've been seeing too. I so mean – another, another year without Matthew scoring 50 goals? Um, still possible. I mean, yeah. he's – I mean, Kane's, Kane's probably not even scored 30 then if we're talking about that. Why not? Just, I mean, Matthews is a better goal scorer right now yeah. than Kane is. So Kane can't score <laughs> because Matthews scores too. Yeah. <laughs> Rex, uh, what do you think of the NBA starting the regular season December 22nd? <laughs> I think LeBron's going to be pissed. Yeah. Like, that's that gives them – I get it. Like, they want to get everything back on track. Um, like, to have, like, yeah. um, like, regular windows for the playoffs. And they really had a tough time with – like um, amount of people tuning in, um, like they've lost a lot of views compared to a normal year. But a guy like LeBron on his what 18th season having to come back in that short of a time, it's yeah, it's it's stupid. And you're gonna see that guys like him, um, like the vets are gonna probably take like way more rest games than usual. Load um, or they're just not gonna or they're just not gonna start the season when like I could see LeBron just sitting out the first three or four weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I see on social media he kind of was didn't seem too happy about it. Do you think that if LeBron was to like tear his ACL this year, that he would like be done? No, I I don't I I think done from the like where he is as in like the top of the league. Um, like I don't think he'd come back at like forty or whatever he's gonna be after like a year recovery as the best player in the league still. But I still think he could play multiple years. LeBron will come back with the reverse front fade, hey? Okay, <laughs> one thing I, I do want to see, I want to see LeBron and Bronny play in the league at the same time. I think that'd be so cool. I bet that's his goal. Be on the Gordie Howe and his son playing. Yeah. 
and Griffey. <laughs> and Griffey. Different, different times, though, but yeah. still. Like, I could see LeBron playing for easily five more years. Fun. I just wanted to go back to uh, what Rex was saying, how kind of all across sports, it seems like the number of viewers is down across all professional sports. And I think a reason that has to do with that is we kind of started our podcast around that time too. I don't know, maybe more people are getting into <laughs> podcasts instead of TV, just like, yeah. you know, something you can put on in the background. They got um, all the news here. Yeah. And I, I know like it, for sure, that's definitely what's going on in Miramichi, Munster, Marysburg, <laughs> those kind of, Minot, I, all the M cities that uh, you yeah. can really see that there's a takeover going on right now. Because I find when Noom, Noom's like doing his little introduction and that kind of stuff, he just acts like he's fucking pissed. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like we're forcing him to say, it's like say things. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's, yeah, okay. he's just he's just checking in for his shit. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Here, I'll, I'll show you how you do it, dude. I'll show you, I'll show you how you do it. You go. All right, perfect. All right, no, never mind. I can't. Do it. Yeah, no, do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, Rex, you do remember, it. Rex, I you do remember it. that. I, I just remember that I can't speak. All right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh <Yeah>. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a creature. All right. <laughs> Rex, yeah, you, you should try that. Oh. oh, I'm sweating again. I can't laugh that much. Next up, we got... Uh, Blue Jays offseason uh, to talk about here. Lately, we've been talking about a possibility of a Francisco Lindor trade to the Blue Jays. Um, Rex, what do you think of that happening? I, I mean, when you have a chance to get a top 10, top 25 player in the league, you take that every single time. I know he has one year left on his deal after this one. Um, so it has a lot to do with, um, how willing he would be to have take an extension, um, but you you one hundred percent trade guys that are your top prospects um, for a proven young superstar. I mean, you're the the only hope for those young prospects is to be half like like a, the same player that Lindor is. Like, why not take him at twenty six years old? I know there's a lot of people that think that you know we're a few years away still, um, and thinking giving up those assets right now isn't a good move, but having a guy like that in your team for the next 10 years is, it's, it'd be unbelievable. He's already a four-time all-star, already a gold glover. His war every year is outstanding. Like he is literally the, like he's a 30 home run, 20 stolen base guy and plays gold glove defense. What more could he want? That's a good point. There's, there was actually more than I would think that wouldn't agree with the trade. What, uh, what's your opinion? So originally, I kind of forgot how young he was because it seems like he's been around for a long time, but that was just because he started young. Um, So him being 26 kind of changes a little bit for me. I think that I am one of those people that I think the Jays are a few years away. Um, I just – I think it depends on the package. Like, I'm okay if they give up Groshans because, you know – I don't know. They're getting another left side infielder. 
I I don't think they should trade Manoa or um, well, I would hope not Pearson. Like I just don't think they should give up too much pitching prospects. Well, the thing a lot of people are worried about. Well, you have to move. You'd have to move Bo to second, or Bo wouldn't sign an extension, or Bo wouldn't do this. Well, Bo's like six years away from free agency. Bo is a bad, not bad. He's a below average defensive shortstop at the moment. And he's a great hitter. Let him worry about hitting. Move him to second. Let the Gold Glover play short. And if you have to give up Groshen and your top pitching prospect, I'm fine with that. Um, it's just when you get to the point of giving up. Groshans, your top person prospect, and a really good young, already MLB ready player. It's it's a little scary if you don't know if he's going to sign an extension. But if he signed an extension, you take that deal too. I mean, you you give up when you trade for a superstar. It's very very rare that you lose the trade. Yeah, I mean they do always say, like the saying goes, that the team that gets the best player in the trade wins the deal. And which is true most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I think it seems like trading for a superstar like that kind of seems like a win now trade. Um, and it might just speed up the process for the Jays, I guess, which could be a good thing. So if he doesn't sign an extension, will this trade happen? Or is it like a unique uh, I, extension for this trade to go through? I, I think if you trade it for him, he doesn't sign an extension. Um, right away. I think he plays out the full season because he has all he has this year and next. Um, oh, so I yeah. think he play. I think he play out this year and then probably have extension tax after one full year. Um, with the Jays. Um, I don't. I don't think there's like a prerequisite of an extension coming to terms before the deal would be made. Because oh, okay. um, I don't. I. I just. I just don't know if a guy like Lindor would do that. Like he has literally all the leverage in the world. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like. He's 26 right now. He has two more years. He he could be an unrestricted free agent at the age of 28. Like, I feel like no matter who he goes to, he's going to end up going to free agency. Well, not all, I mean, not always. Mookie just signed a big extension with um, the Dodgers before. That's um, true. Like, before he reached it. And, honestly, that Mookie deal, uh, they gave up uh, MLB-ready young outfielder in Verdugo. Um and then they gave up two prospects. Two, two prospects. Um, and I think we have better prospects to offer than the Dodgers gave up in that type of deal. Jeter Downs and somebody else. Yeah, Jeter Downs. And then I think it, was, um, it wasn't a pitching prospect, the third one either. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I was just reading up on it. Really. And it wasn't an A-level prospect. It was kind of like a, you know, you know, a good prospect but not great, like a top 30 uh, yeah. in the system. I'm okay with that that trade happening if he does sign an extension because like I don't think the Jays window is in the next two years to win right that's pretty obvious that agree with yeah yeah so like if they were adding him and then he hits free agency after I don't think it's worth um making that deal and giving up those prospects but if you can extend him then I think that's awesome and if you can have him there as a guy that was there through this transition period then that makes it all that much better than a guy that's coming in when they have those high expectations. And I also think that Bo is a better second baseman than a shortstop. And like, obviously you'd rather have yeah, Lindor at short, but Bo is, I think he, if he wasn't forced, well, not necessarily forced into the role that he was put in, but he's a early twenties playing shortstop. I think he is better as a second baseman in MLB. And that's the thing too. I don't think, 
Like obviously, if the if the Jays are trading X amount of assets for Lindor, I think they'd be pretty confident to know that they'd have a great chance of signing them. Yeah. Like I don't think they'd make I don't think they'd make the deal without having like pretty good confidence in him yeah. signing the deal. Honestly, well, they have the Shapiro connection, so that's true. Um, they would they would yeah, have both yeah, been yeah, at the same time, right? Yeah. No, I was just saying that I like I've seen there's a lot of teams that are in on him, so it'd be interesting to see like how where the bidding gets to. Like, you know, when there's a lot of teams going after a superstar, there might be a team give up an awful lot for him. Yeah, there's a lot of leverage there. Yeah. Um I mean, I definitely think if you sign if you trade for him and um he doesn't sign extension, he walks in two years, you definitely take a step back yeah. um in the rebuilding prospects because Chances are, if you give up three prospects, one of them is probably going to turn out to be a pretty good player. I mean, so what is the reason that the Indians are tra- – is it is it financial reasons that they don't want to have to sign him? Or is it they're just trying to go into a full rebuild and get some pieces? Or, or what is it? Do you know? There are a franchise that don't like having a high salary cap ever. Um, and I mean, they've already <laughs> cut ties with guys like Brad Hand. That's true. What else do you want to see the Jays do this offseason? I've, I've seen some rumors about them possibly offering George Springer a deal. Um, maybe go after another pitcher. Like, what else do you guys want to see? I would like to see the Jays bring back cheap beer through Rogers Center. That's key. That was. <laughs> It is expensive. There's nothing worse. I've only been to a couple Blue Jays games, but there's nothing worse than walking in and uh, even just like taking like a domestic beer. I'll take a Bud Light and it's thirteen fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. Like, so yeah, I think that's a good place to start. I'd like one impact bat, whether that be like a Lindor or Springer or even like a Jackie Bradley. Someone, what about Alejandro Kirk. <laughs> I like Alejandro, <laughs> but uh, but one impact bat, and I'd love to see one veteran bullpen piece, and then bring back maybe a guy like Taiwan um, Walker, or even even a big fish if you can get a bower, that'd be crazy. Um, but it all depends on how aggressive they're going to be. I guess I could re- I could honestly see them feeling doing the same thing as last year, a bunch of one year deals. I bet. Uh... With the Bauer situation, I bet if the Jays trade for Lindor, it would open Bauer's eyes a lot more because having Lindor would kind of solidify the lineup even more. Ryu is a Cy Young candidate. I don't know. I feel like I, – I would say as of right now, there's probably not a good chance that he would consider the Blue Jays, but that would kind of raise the chances a little bit. Like with his old teammate? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder if they got along in Cleveland because I know – Trevor Bauer had talked about how he didn't have the best experience in Cleveland and that Cincinnati was much better for, uh, yeah, just for himself. I'd like to see the Jays sign uh, Paxton. I think Greener mentioned that earlier on the podcast, but I think uh, it'd be cool to see a Canadian boy. Yeah, and honestly, I'd be just as happy with signing two guys to one or two-year deals instead of signing Bauer to a – massive one that probably would turn into 35 million a year and be a shit show in the last two years <laughs> well he well he said that he i seen something on social media today about how he made a bet with one of his buddies that he would only sign one year deals the rest of his career 
So it'd be interesting <laughs> to see if he actually does that. Just play everywhere? <laughs> yeah, just like a road to the show kind of thing. Hey, you only sign one year just so you can play it. Well, he's said that. Like, I remember in an interview this year when he was with Cincinnati, he said in an interview that he's excited to play for the Dodgers sometime in his career. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he's his own person. But, yeah, he's just a wild card, man. I just find I find it crazy after he couldn't have had a better season. This is yeah. probably the perfect time to cash in on the longest, the most lucrative deal possible. I don't can't see him actually doing the one year deal thing, but I mean he's kind of a he's kind of a loose cannon. Kind of I, on the subject yeah. of contracts and uh, and agents. I don't know if you guys saw it during the World Series. G Man Choi, someone looked him up on the internet, and his agent is or his agency is G-Man Agencies or something like that, and it's his own – he's his own agent that he he's calls like, G-Man. <laughs> Richard Sherman did that way back when he signed with uh, San Francisco. Everyone roasted his deal because it was one of those, like, uh, crazy incentive-based contracts um, where, like, if he got hurt, he wasn't going to get much at all. But it ended up paying – like, it ended up – him being healthy and he met all those incentives he made a ton of money like a lot more than he probably would have if he did it with a regular agent kind of just like bet on himself and rolled the dice a little bit yeah exactly i mean it's i mean you save that five percent agent fee that's for sure horns down Horns down. we should get uh i mean i don't know who kevin lebanks agent was that one year that he signed that deal but i would like to ask that guy what was going on through uh yeah his mind that was crazy um you don't see that happening very often at all. Um, I don't know. He did a huge favor to the Sharks. I don't know why, but <laughs> anyway. That's all we got for today, boys? Yeah, I think so, buddy boy. No Browns talk today? No right. Browns talk. Let's just keep, we're just going to keep winning. All right. Well, that's all we got for episode six. Uh Keep following us. Uh, keep subscri- subs- <laughs> subscribing. Words are hard. <laughs> Leave reviews. <laughs> We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, New York yeah. Stock Exchange. <laughs> Only fans. The NASDAQ. <laughs> Only fans. Uh, we've got a clothing line coming soon. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for Dustin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Okay, perfect. Okay.